Have you ever held hands for 27 hours? This and more on today's podcast. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. Now, before we get started on today's characteristic of God, we want to let you know of an opportunity that you have to give the gift of God's Word to others. We are volunteers here at God's Word Gives Hope, but there are expenses. And so if you would like to help partner with us financially, you can do so by going to godswordgiveshope.com and click the give button. That's right. And also, we would like to remind you that I have my next webinar coming up on November 16th. It's called Take Your Life Back, When and How to Draw the Line. All the information you need is on my website at janaeshatleycamp.com, and I hope you'll check it out and join me. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait. I already have my ticket, and you should get yours as well. So this week's characteristic comes mainly from Matthew chapter 28. You know, we say that, Janae. Yeah, but we're all over we're the all Bible. We're all over the Bible on <laughs> true, this one. So true. this week's characteristic comes from the whole Bible, um, and we're starting in Matthew chapter 28. So in Matthew 28, Jesus has lived his life here on earth. He has died, he's resurrected, and he is talking to the disciples before he leaves. And this is what he says in verse 18. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And we want to dive deeper with verse 20 specifically. And so I'm going to reread it in the amplified version. And lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually regardless of circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. Low. <laughs> that's that's something a, you use all the time, it's right? such a fun word. <laughs> I love that. And low. Well, let's talk about that for a minute, uh, what that word means. It can also be translated, as uh, the new LT put it, to be sure of this. This word is emphatic, and it is imperative, and it is an exclamation with it every time. And Matthew actually used this a lot to precede important information, and we remember that in some of the Bethlehem and the when Jesus came on, uh, there was a lot of low, low. Even the cattle were lowing. Yeah. <laughs> Different word, but they were still lowing. Yeah, so like there was, there was a lot of low going on. Um, so Jesus' last words to his disciples, he threw this attention-grabbing word out so that what comes next, we would know it is essential, and he really wants us to get it. So let's talk more about what we need to be sure of, because that is a characteristic of God that we want to focus on this week, the idea that God is always present. Here, Jesus promises that he is always with us, but does that start just when he was born in Bethlehem? Not even a little bit. So to understand the idea that God is always with us, we really need to head back all the way to Genesis 1. 
In the very first chapter of the very first book of the Bible, we hear about God creating the world and then he creates man and woman in his image. And he does this so that he can be with us. And we see this because right after Adam and Eve sinned and God is walking in the midst of the garden to spend time with them, he can't find them. I mean, he can, (laughs) but they're hiding. And so sin had already broken this relationship, but God still wants to be with his people. In Exodus, we see God actively leading the Israelites when they were leaving slavery. He was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. We see people gathering around a mountain as God's spirit is descending in smoke and fire. And we see Moses talking to God as a friend. We even read about the tabernacle being set up by the people of God with the direction of God to place the ark in the Holy of Holies so that his spirit can rest there. God wanted to be with his people and that the tabernacle is right smack in the middle of all of the people. But because sin exists with people and Jesus had not yet come, he still had to remain somewhat separated for their safety. But we see this pattern happen over and over in the Bible. That's right. And um, he... God continually communicated that through his prophets. And in Ezekiel chapter 48, verse 35, it says, And the name of the city from that time on shall be the Lord is there. Now, that the city that Ezekiel is talking about is Jerusalem. And God wanted the name of that holy city to convey his presence. And my favorite verse right now, if you have been listening to the podcast for a while uh, in the past month or so, then you know I have mentioned it more than once. And so you should join me in adding it to your home screen. Uh, But it's Isaiah 41.10, which also conveys the importance of God wanting us to understand that he is with us. His presence is with us. 41.10 says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. God is constantly reminding us of his presence. I love that. And then we we transition into the New Testament, right? So we start with Matthew, and we hear about the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So Jesus, fully God and fully man, He comes into the creation again. He walks with us. He lives among us. Absolutely incredible. And then before he goes back to heaven to be an advocate for us, we see him say in Matthew 28, 20, the verse that we've already read, but it's going to be worth repeating. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There is never a time that he is not with us. I love that. Never a time, even to the end of the age. Well, let's just stop for a minute and talk about how our view is shaped when we don't believe this. So I'm wondering, listener, is there ever a time where you have felt God has not been with you? Um, And when we feel that way, uh, it can feel a lot of different ways. Like, for instance, we may feel abandoned by him. Or that we're just unimportant. You know, he's busy with the important people. And so I'm just sitting over here all by myself. Which rolls into also just not feeling worthy or having the value of God's time and his presence to be uh, with us. 
or even having this mentality that he still has to remain at a distance with us. And he does, that's no longer, we are covered. We are covered. Our sin is covered by the blood of the lamb. Right. And so he is not distant, but it can feel that way if our minds are not thinking about how he longs to be with us. Right. That veil has been torn and any separation that may have ever been felt God made sure through the person of and his son, Jesus Christ, that that was taken away. Um, It also, to me, I think sometimes the idea that God might be giving us us the silent treatment, which we Mm -hmm. talked about in episode 37 uh, of the Hearing God series, um, that, uh, but that's not true, you know, his presence, but we may feel that way. Just he's not cold and aloof. And again, I think when we are not actively thinking about his desire to be with us and how much that impacts our day to day, I think we can slip into ideas that fit people, but not God. Right. I think of a time when someone was in um, in your presence, but they weren't being present. Mm hmm with you. So I think we think of that way of God sometimes. Uh, We may know in our head that God is everywhere all the time, but do we feel sometimes that he is not present with us? So let's talk about what it does mean for God to be with us and to be with us always. So in partnership with last week's characteristic, and if you did not listen when we talked about Hagar and God seeing her, please go back and listen. It was just a really fun episode and great discussion. But when we match that idea that God sees us with the powerful peace that God is fully present with us, feeling our pain and our heartache and empathizing and interceding, it just makes this so powerful. You know, in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, it says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. And I just, the idea of the sympathetic high priest that God did not stay aloof or away. He did not enter in and fix it without having to experience what we've experienced. But instead, Jesus is close and he understands because he intimately walked out the same hardships that we have. Right. And even the list that we just went over, like abandoned and some of those things, you know, Christ, because of Christ, he, he, connects, with, he connects with that because he experienced everything that we have experienced. Well, let's bring it home with how God is present with us through the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit. We see in Jesus, um, he tells us in John 16, 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. You know, I think, I think it's hard to imagine the difference between me sitting here with you, like if Jesus was sitting across in person, in person versus, I mean, he says it is to our advantage that he goes away. And again, we've talked about this in past podcasts. He was a person on the earth. And so he can't be everywhere and with everyone. 
but it still just is almost like you have to take a mind shift and go, no, what I have is better. I have the power that raised Christ from the dead living in me. This is better. And he went away in order to send this to us. I feel like sometimes we want the real live touchable person. We want the skin. Yes. But we have the living Christ within us all the time through the power of the Holy Spirit, and we need to dwell on that and think about that. Mm. Uh, so let's just talk about how that manifests itself in our everyday life and how um, what His presence looks like for us. I know for me, um, creation is a way that God reveals His love for me, His presence, that He's with us. But in in very particular way, sometimes um, like maybe I'm walking and I'm having a conversation and all of a sudden I feel the warmth of the sun on my back in a way that almost feels like it's a touch of God, right? Or maybe uh, when I was having my quiet time and a butterfly comes by and then a little a little later, um, I see that same type of butterfly in another place and it reminds me of what God was telling me through his word earlier that day. Those kinds of things to me speak of his presence, you know, with me. Absolutely. I love... Um... When I'm in a circumstance or a situation or I'm walking somewhere and I just get that prompting, that little nudge that's like, stop, go talk to that person. Or, you know what? We're not going to go to that store today. And maybe God is going, I've seen your bank account. We're just going to not do that today. And I just appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there is that sense of direction and that spirit prompting that happens when we're connected to him. Right, which is his presence with us. And then I think of all the times that he has provided, but those times in particular where it's you, it was him, you didn't know how you were going to make it, and then something happens and he provides, usually not in the timing that you had hoped, <laughs> but uh, his provision is an example of his presence with us. Well, and I love provision as an example because sometimes it is a kind of supernatural way of like, and I'm not sure how, but there's still money available in the account. You know, the oil's still pouring. But I also see that because we are connected to each other through the Holy Spirit, sometimes that provision comes through the community that he's created and he is moving on the hearts of others to care and provide for you in special ways. Yes, and I love that. It's funny, Janae, but I feel like God did this just recently with a surgery that I had. And uh, I have an incredible support system and everybody's signing up to bring me meals and to provide for my family in the midst of just me being off my feet for a little while. And, um, and then I have a friend who thought far beyond that. And I think God gifted her with the idea because she has given me a hard time on a podcast about not having a microwave. <laughs> and so she just shared out of her heart going, I know Amy's going to have all these lovely leftovers and she can't be standing at the stove to heat them up. She, it would bless her to have a microwave and God moved and provided. And we have used the fire out of that microwave in this season. <laughs> it has been a huge blessing and provision that I, it wasn't on my radar, but it was something that God just brought to, to your mind and heart. And then God moved with people to help just provide something really cool that I never, ever would have thought about. Yeah, and I love the fact that it was the community aspect, but also a tangible provision that Very was provided. Much. I, you know, we're in a interesting place financially, and so 
I knew someone out there that was it, it just wasn't a thing. Maybe someone had in their basement and and you you know one that wasn't being used that maybe you could even borrow. But no, God said you're actually going to get a microwave, and that person actually gave above and beyond. Um, it's an incredible with gift some, with a gift card. So yes, God does. He provides. Um, so what are some other ways that we experience God's provision? Well, I mean, we read a verse or hear a song and it lands in that place that we haven't been singing that song at church recently, but because it's tucked in our hearts, it hits us at exactly the time we need that reminder. Yeah, yeah. I said provision, but I meant presence. And I love the fact that through the verse, through the the word of another person, you know, the the way we experience God's presence through that. I think for me, just growing more and more in my own personal worship and my corporate worship, there are times where I'm overwhelmed with his presence in the act of worship, you know? Well, and and peace, that peace that makes no sense when you're going through the really hard thing and anxiousness wants to creep in and worry wants to creep in, but instead peace is able to still dominate where you are and what you're experiencing when it makes no sense, that is absolutely the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Well, we cannot overestimate the power of God's word either um, and his presence with us through his word and how he speaks to us with his word. Um, it's alive and active because it's his presence with us. Well, I want to share with you a story that I was reading while I was preparing for this um, as well about the whole idea of God's presence being with us. It's out of a book called Praying the Names of God by Anne Spangler. And um, it's a story of a lady's experience during 9-11. And um, so here's what happened to Janelle when all hell broke loose. 110 floors were coming down around us. I knew I was being buried alive. The noise was deafening. When I woke up again, I told myself I had to do something, but what could I do? God, you have to help me, I prayed. You've got to show me a sign. Show me a miracle. Give me a second chance. Please save my life. My eyes were so caked with grime that the tears couldn't come but I felt it in my heart. I was talking to God as though he were right there. I told him I was ready to live my life the right way. Lord, just give me a second chance, and I promise I will do your will. The next day, I heard a beep-beep sound like a truck backing up. I called for help, but there was no response. Finally, someone hollered back, Hello, is somebody there? Yes, help me. My name is Janelle and I'm, in the th I'm on the 13th floor, I cried, not realizing how ludicrous the information about my location must have sounded coming from a pile of rubble. I could see a bit of daylight coming through a crack, so I stuck my hand through it. I stretched my hand out as far as I could, and this time someone grabbed it. Janelle, I've got you. You're going to be all right. My name is Paul. I won't let go of your hand until they get you out. So Janelle had prayed to God. She had ignored for most of her life, and she had, but he had been there for her. After 27 hours, she was pulled out of the rubble and then spent five weeks in the hospital recuperating. Afterwards, she tried locating Paul, the man who had held her hand until she was rescued. 
Later, when she asked about him, her rescuers assured her there was no one to Paul on our team. And nobody was holding your hand when we were removing the rubble. I mean, God's presence shows up in a lot of different ways. And I feel like that was the Holy Spirit holding her hand. It's a powerful story and just a powerful reminder that we are not alone. And I just want to remind you, listener, if you're sitting here going, well, what can I do to get God's presence to be right there with me? This isn't something that we can achieve or earn. He is with you. If you love the Lord as your Savior, you have the Holy Spirit, and He is with you, and this is only something that we can live from. You do not have to earn it. There's no right thing that you can do, but instead, continue to seek the Lord and continue to read his word and pray, and he is with you even until the end of the age. So I just want to end by reading Hebrews 2, 16 through 18 over you. We also know that the son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit godswordgiveshope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, visit janaeshatleycamp.com. And to partner with us to help make God's Word Gives Hope possible, visit our website and click the Give button.